0: The following audio content is a talk given at The Inn, a college ministry of University Presbyterian Church in Seattle, Washington. For more information, please visit our website, theinnseattle.org. We invite you to join us each Tuesday at 9 p.m. on the corner of 16th and 47th in Seattle's U District. I am so excited to be here tonight. What an incredible night. What incredible energy that's in here, in this room right now. Um, as Mike said, we're all about about knowing and, and living into this real life that Jesus has for us. Um, and I'm excited to share with us tonight uh, to conclude our series on Acts. Um, but before we get going, I'm kind of curious. We uh, get a little crowd participation. You know me, I like to hear from y'all. Uh, can I just get a couple people shout out what they did this past weekend, this long weekend, this Memorial weekend. What do we do? Vegas. Vegas. Wow. Oh, yeah. That's fun. Oh. Cool. I hope you won. Anybody else? Creekside, Malibu, awesome. Okay, lots of things happen. I'm not gonna lie, by far my favorite answer so far has been Vegas. Um, I'm not kidding, I'm kidding. Vegas is cool. Church is awesome too. Um, two copper coins. Uh, guys, I asked this question because um, I do not say this lightly, but this past weekend, I, I like I witnessed a miracle. I really did. I witnessed a miracle this weekend. Um, I had the privilege to go up to Malibu um, for high school discipleship weekend, and we were able to bring 50 college students to be work crew, and a group of us went down to Creekside as well in uh, in Oregon for discipleship camp down there, and there was about, uh, what was it, 30 of, of us, 30 college students went down to Creekside. And um, you guys... The way that Jesus worked through these students, I, I can't, I can't, I'm not gonna do justice what I witnessed this weekend. I saw students, I saw 50 students, I, really, I saw 80 students give up their their three-day weekend, their last three-day weekend of the school year right before finals to go travel at least six or more hours to these random camps in the middle of nowhere to help 560 high school students know that they're worth being loved. Amen. It's incredible. I don't, I don't understand why that would happen. I don't get it. Y'all are crazy and I'm so proud of you guys for doing it. But it was a miracle. I saw students wake up at dark 30 in the morning, like, 5 o'clock to 6 a.m., waking up, going to work at those hours, working until 9 p.m. that night, some of them, with an hour break for themselves at the most maybe during the day, and then maybe some breaks for lunch and dinner. And they did that all weekend. And you know what's crazy is if that was me, I would be complaining and frustrated and tired. And what's crazy is throughout the weekend, you just saw their joy and excitement just build and escalate and get bigger. And you saw them be more excited about what they were doing, about what Jesus was doing. It was a miracle. There's no, nothing short of a miracle. You guys, I, I've had the privilege of being here for f- the last four years and throughout at, on, on staff in this position as a student leadership coordinator and now an associate director. And I've gotten to witness countless, countless miracles. It's incredible. And as we've gone through the book of Acts, we have gotten to see the way that when Jesus left us his Holy Spirit, the way that we lived in to his spirit and what he called us to do. And, and tonight, um, we're looking at this idea of acts of faithfulness. And our text for tonight is, is John 14, 12 through 14. And, and in that text, it talks about um Jesus is 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 about to go to his death and he says to them hey he says to his disciples I'm about to leave you I'm about to leave you but this is my promise that you will do greater things than I have you will do greater things than me. And that is what we get to see. That's what we've been studying throughout the book of Acts as we've looked at who we are becoming as a community. We've looked at the book of Acts. We looked at the early church, these people that were living life right after Jesus had died, resurrected, and gone back to heaven and given them their Holy Spirit. And we are seeing them do these greater things than he did. And what's crazy is, what's crazy is the book of Acts does not end because we are still living it out. And the miracles that, that I have gotten to see and and the miracles that I witnessed this past weekend are all flowing out of Jesus, what he's done for us, what he's doing in this world. And it's a continuation of everything we've been looking at over the last nine weeks. And I'm so excited for us to kind of wrap up this series and and send us off into summer. But Before we get going, uh, I'm gonna pray for us. We'll keep going. Father God, Thank you so much. Thank you so much for who you are, for what you're doing uh, in this place, in this world. God, thank you that you love us so much not to just let us stay where we're at, uh, but you love us so much to to help us to move and change and um, for this world to 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 become more in your image, to become more in the kingdom that you have for us, God. Um, I just pray that tonight uh, you would reveal to us, God. I pray that it wouldn't just be information, God, that it wouldn't just be... Um, that it, wouldn't, that it would be revelation, God. That we would have revelations from you, Jesus. Uh, God, whatever is from me, I pray is forgotten. And all that is from you, I pray, is remembered and put on our hearts, God. we praise things in your name. Amen. 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 Um, today, I'm not going to lie to you. This has been a really difficult Talk to write. Like I said, I was in Malibu this past weekend and there wasn't a lot of time to write. And in this, today I was sitting in the car with Brooke and, uh, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, Brooke, I'm feeling like sad and I'm feeling all these feelings that I think other people are feeling. It's making me sad. <laughs> and I look over and I'm like, that's empathy, isn't it? Dang. I am feeling empathy, <laughs> but it's true. As goofy as it was that I couldn't recognize it, that's why I was kind of in a bummed out mood all day. That's what it was. Tonight is bittersweet. I'm gonna be honest. We have, we just celebrated our, our interns and our seniors that will be moving on. That won't be here every Tuesday night. And that's sad. And I wanna thank you all all you seniors, uh, Mike reminded me today that I started working here in this capacity four years ago and y'all are my first class that I've seen through and it's hitting me and I'm really thankful that I've gotten to do this with you and I'm so excited for you for your future and what God is gonna continue to do in you and through you because he's done amazing things over the last four years. It has been incredible to be part of. And I'm really excited for the foundation that we've set, that we've laid down, that I get to be part of as we walk forward over the next couple of years with our next group of seniors and the seniors that follow after them and the seniors that follow after them. You guys, Jesus is up to some incredible things. He hasn't stopped being up to incredible things since he set first took his first breath on this earth. It's phenomenal that we get to be a part of it. Let's bring up that text. Oh, it's not Acts. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, I preach, we're going through Acts, right? And today I went into walked into Herkimer. You guys know Herkimer? Yeah, Herkimer is a local coffee shop that all the Christians go to. Um, <laughs> It's the best. It's awesome because like the people that own it, they they aren't Christians, but we go there all the time, and they're super friendly, and it's awesome. And um, and you can always find someone who like goes to the inn or goes to church around here that's in Herkimer. It's wild. And so I was just like, I was trying to write my talk, and I walked down to Herkimer to get some tea because I don't drink coffee. And um, I walk in. And three of my friends, one of my roommates and two other friends are sitting there, and they're like, hey, what's up? What you up to? And I'm like, honestly, trying to put together this talk for tonight, I don't really know um, where it's going to go. And, uh, and one of my buddies looks over at me, he's like, hey, third, you know, what's a good idea is, um, you know, the red letters. And for those of you that don't know, the red letters is, is in a particular version of the Bible, whenever Jesus speaks, they change his words to red, so you know it's Jesus. Um because they think we're dumb. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it says Jesus said, and we could figure it out. Um, but <laughs> I digress. Uh, he's like, you know, looking at the red letters is usually a good idea to preach on. And I was like, well, we're finishing up a series on Acts, so no real red letters in that one, pal. Um... But it hit me, it hit me, it hit me that everything that happens in the book of Acts, everything that, that the disciples do, everything that the apostles do, are the people that are called to go spread out the word of Jesus, to spread out the, the truth and the gospel, the good news of who Jesus is, everything that we read about in the book of Acts comes from one place, comes from one person, and it comes from Jesus. And we talked about it the very first night here, uh, this quarter. Void talked about the fact that they were given the Holy Spirit, and because they were given the Holy Spirit, they were called to go out with the presence of Jesus in them and change the world. Right? And so it hit me, it hit me today that, yes, I'm closing up this series on acts, but the most fitting thing to do would be to look at the words of Jesus, because that is what gives us the power to go out and continue the acts of the followers of Jesus. So we're going to look at the words of Jesus. Ooh, look at that. It's a miracle. They changed it to John. Holla. Um... So John chapter 14, verses 12 through 14. Jesus is about to go to his death and he's talking to his disciples and they don't fully understand what's going on. He's trying to explain to them. And we pick up in this story where he's having this conversation and, and he's trying to explain to them all the things that will be happening. He says, very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me, Will do the works that I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I'm going to the Father. I'm going to be with God in heaven, and I will do whatever you ask, whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. Can we get up the uh, the message version there? I love love this. And my guy Eugene, oh, shout out to SBU. What up, Eugene Peterson? Went to SBU. I also went to SBU. Makes us both very smart. I don't know if that's true. Believe me, I am, in my, I am in my father and my father is in me. If you can't believe that, believe what you see. These works, all the things that I've done, all the things that Jesus has done. The person who trusts in me will not only do what I'm doing, but even greater things because I, on my way to the father am giving you the same work to do that I've been doing. You can, you can count on it. From now on, whatever you request along the lines of who I am and what I'm doing, I will do it. That's how the father will be seen for who he is in the son. I mean it. Whatever you request in this way, I will do it. This passage is awesome. And what hits me the most as we look at closing up the book of Acts is that little phrase where he says, you will do even greater things than I have. That seems ridiculous to me. Makes no sense. Why? Jesus is God in a bod. You can take that one. It's free. I also didn't come up with it, so I won't claim to. Um, Jesus Jesus is the God of the universe, the one that created everything in this world. Everything. He had everything, it says, in the palm of his hands. And he gave it all up to come down on earth. And he gave up immortality to be mortal. He gave up all power to be weak. He gave up his position at the right hand of God to be here with people that are sinners on this broken earth. Jesus did great things, starting with being born. And then, and then he taught people in his name. He rose people from the dead. He gave sight to the blind. He walked on water. He helped Peter walk on water. He shook things up. He displaced the establishment. He gave a voice to the voiceless. He saw the people who were unseen. He had dinner with people who had never uh, been asked to have dinner with them before. He made the broken well and shed light on all, all that was broken in those that claimed to be well. Jesus did great things. But here we we see that he says, you will do even greater things than I have. It doesn't make sense. But then we read the book of Acts and we start seeing maybe these greater things aren't that they will be better than what Jesus did. We're just gonna do more. Because the greatest thing that Jesus did, the greatest thing that Jesus did because he died on that cross. And he said, in doing so, he said, all, all that the world calls unworthy. How many in this room have felt that they were unworthy at some point? Every single hand should go up because I know you all have at some point. At some point in your life, at some point in your life, you felt unworthy. But you didn't feel pretty enough, strong enough, smart enough. Well, you didn't think whether you think you didn't go to the right school or you didn't even go to school at all. Whether you don't have a good enough job. Whether something has happened to you that should happen to nobody. If that's happened, I'm sorry. Whatever that is, that sucks. Whatever it is that makes you feel unworthy, Jesus dying on that cross, said, You're worthy. You're worthy enough that I'll die for you. You're to die for. Let that sink in. You are to die for. So Jesus did that, but guess what? He didn't stay dead. Three years later, he rose again. And in that glorious resurrection, in that glorious resurrection, he conquered death. He conquered everything in this world that eats at you, that gives you shame, that says you're unworthy, that says you're not enough, that says you can't do this, that says you can't go be that. He He rose again and in that he conquered all those things and he gave you that same power that rose him from the dead. We read in Acts, it's with you in the Holy Spirit and that's everything that's leading all these disciples, all these followers, this early church to change the world. And that book does not end. That book is still happening right now. It's still being written. You know what they call the scripture? You know what they call this book? They call it the living word. They say it's alive. Why? Because we're still living it out. Jesus is still at work. And the miracles that I witnessed this weekend are just a small testimony of that work that's being done. This year, we have seen incredible things done in the name of Jesus. Oh, my goodness. We had someone whose back, their lower back, They got healed over a weekend in Whistler. How crazy is that? We have seen students get baptized. We, this, is the, this is my favorite thing that's happened. We have students who swore they'd never step foot back into a church. That have come here and said, you know what? I felt like I never had a voice when it came to Jesus, but but he, he's telling me that I do. And I feel like I, 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 I'm seen and heard here. That's incredible. That's incredible. People that have been hurt by this place, by the inn. They've been rede- they've, that that relationship is being redeemed and reconciled. That's a miracle. That is a miracle. This room... At the beginning of, oh, let me go back further. When I got hired on here four years ago, let me go back even further, wow. When I was, a junior in college, the Lord put on my heart that I would be able to see in this city a diverse community come together to worship Jesus. Not just diverse in, in ethnicity and in culture, but diverse between different churches, people who go and worship in different ways, people from all around the city coming together and knowing that we worship the same God, the same Jesus died for us. Doesn't matter if we're Presbyterian, Methodist, Baptist, whatever. Doesn't matter your color of your skin, where you grew up. Doesn't matter what you did on a Friday night. That same Jesus died and rose again for you. I had a dream. I had a hope that that would be a reality. And you know what? Somewhere on the line, I got discouraged and stopped praying for that. And this year, I've been reminded that that's something that we need to be fighting for. And throughout this year, I've seen the years of prayer that not only myself, but countless others have been putting in culminating in this place. And I never thought that would happen. I never thought it would happen. But look around the room. This room looks different than it did 31 weeks ago. It looks so different. Miracles are happening week by week, day by day, moment by moment. And they're continuing to happen. Y'all, this is a bittersweet night. Our seniors and interns are taking off. But that's also why this text is fitting to me. Because Jesus has taken off from his disciples in this moment. And they are sad. They don't understand. Jesus, what are we going to do without you? (laughs) Greater things. Seniors in this room, you may be sad that you're leaving this place. You may be sad that you won't have the end to go to every Tuesday night anymore. What are you going to do? Greater things. Freshmen, sophomores, juniors. You may be bummed that a senior or an intern that has been working and and interacting with you in your life over this year and over the last couple of years isn't going to be around as much anymore. You may be wondering what you're going to do. You're going to do greater things. Why? Because Jesus is with us. I want to give a shout out to Lexi Webster. We were reflecting with Lexi and she was saying over the last three years, she's missed three ins. I've missed four. (laughs) So she's doing better than me. And this isn't to say, oh, being faithful means showing up every week. This is to say, even though Lexi's been really faithful here, the things that's gone on in her life, the ways that her life has changed, the way that her life is moving is not just because she has been faithful to show up. It's because Jesus has been faithful to her. Right? You guys, I have no doubt, no doubt that we are going to see God's kingdom come more and more and that you are going to go out and be successful. From this place. And why is that? This is why. I have a mentor, you guys maybe heard me talk about him, his name is John Perkins. And we asked John one time, What's success mean to you? And he said, Success by the world's standards uh, means accomplishing your goals or making a lot of money or doing X, Y, and Z. But he said, Success in God's eyes is faithfulness, it's being faithful. You're called to something, show up, no matter the outcome, and see what God can do. And you know why that is so, so important? Because when it comes to faithfulness, it's not up to ours. It's up to Jesus's. And he has been so, so faithful to us. In the book of Acts, we see this group of misfits come together. Jesus said, I will be with you. Now go out and share my gospel. What do they do? They hide. (laughs) They hide. And then they start facing persecution and they get run out of the city. So it wasn't even by choice that they left to go share the gospel. They got pushed out. They were not faithful to what was called of them, but they went out and guess what? They started sharing the gospel they, Jesus was faithful in the midst of their unfaithfulness. Then Peter has this incredible dream. Jamil talked about a couple weeks ago, or last week, Jesus had this incredible dream. Peter had this incredible dream where he found out that all that, that, that the world said was unclean is actually clean. Jesus makes it clean. He sees it clean. And so, you know what? Anyone can come to know and follow Jesus and walk with him. But then he goes back and he gets scared. He gets scared of all his friends that say, no, 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 this isn't right. And then Paul comes through and is like, hey, man, actually, listen to your dream, Peter. Listen to what God told you. And you know what? If, if they didn't listen to that, we wouldn't be here today unless you're Jewish. And I don't think most of you are. <laughs> that's God's faithfulness. He continues to show up even when we don't. And guys, that's, that's my charge to us as we leave this place to remember, to remember that Jesus calls us to just have a mustard seed of faith just a little bit because his faithfulness is abundant to us. And because of his faithfulness, you will do greater things than you could ever imagine. Sound good? Let's pray. Jesus, thank you so much for all that you've done for us, all that you're doing. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for the ways that you've impacted the, the lives in this room um, and specifically the, the lives of those nine people that are going to be baptized tonight. Jesus, thank you that we get to celebrate. Not that baptism is going to change these people, but we get to celebrate what you have been doing. The, the great things that you've been doing in their lives, God and look forward as they are faithful to you, seeing the abundant ways that you will be faithful to them, God. Jesus, we just lift the rest of the night up to you pray that we could have a freaking party and that we could just bask in your glory and your presence. In your name, amen.